Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 38 of the IT Career Energizer, a weekly podcast where I chat with inspiring IT professionals, consultants, and experts from around the world. To find out more about the podcast, visit itcareerenergizer.com. And don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes automatically downloaded to your device. And now let's chat with today's featured guest, Scott Allen. Scott has more than 25 years of commercial software development experience across a wide range of technologies. He has successfully delivered software products for embedded Windows and web platforms. Scott is also a plural site course creator, a host on the podcast Herding Code, a published author, and a conference speaker. So, Scott, can I ask you to expand on that brief introduction and tell us a little bit more about yourself? Sure. I've been doing software development at this point for a long time, and it's still something that I enjoy a lot. So I am still passionate about working in this field every day, and <clears throat> I do more of a consulting role and still do plural site videos and still work with development teams on a regular basis. So I have a nice uh, point in my career where I get to do a number of different things that I enjoy. Yes, I notice you've done a lot of um, plural site courses. What uh, attracted you to doing something like that? It was one of those things that I, I just fell into. It, I guess it all started, I've always enjoyed writing software, but I've also just enjoyed writing, um, fiction writing, which I haven't done much of for, for years, but also technical writing. Many years ago, early in my career, one of the things I wanted to do was to start writing some magazine articles or just, this is before blogs came along and before social media, I wanted to write stuff just to have something out there in the world that other people could see and to write because I enjoy writing. But I started writing for some magazines, which eventually led to creating my own blog and writing for a blog, which led to book publishers inviting me or asking me if I would participate in writing a book, which I did, which led to conference speaking. And then conference speaking led to this company, Pluralsight, coming to me and asking me if I would do instructor-led training. Back at that time, they didn't do videos. They had a set of instructors that they would send into companies to explain technology and to mentor companies. I started doing that. And then when they made the flip over into making videos, they asked me to make videos. So I was there from the very beginning, just making videos, and it's enjoyable. It's interesting to hear how that's progressed as well in terms of where you started, because I'm sure you probably didn't really have any any idea of where it would take you when you began. No, I really didn't. I didn't know if this would be a successful venture or not. I didn't know how it would turn out, but it's it's turned out quite well. Indeed, yes. <laughs> so, Scott, can you share a unique career tip that the IT Career Energizer audience need to know and probably don't? One of my first jobs out of college was a, a software development job where I was completely alone in that particular location in that company doing software development. And I just had to figure out a lot of things on my own. And by on my own, I don't mean I was completely alone. There was other people in other facilities that I could call. 
um, I did have internet access and I could go to, uh, at that time, Usenet news groups, which would, which was kind of like Stack Overflow before Stack Overflow existed. But I had to do a lot of my own research and dig things out so I didn't bug people all the time and call them up and figure out how to do things. And I think it just gave me an ability to learn how to solve problems that I encountered in software and how to figure out how to do things on my own, which gave me a deeper insight and into how software works and how to solve problems. So in terms of the tip for other people, how does that relate? Well, yes, I didn't explain that very well, but I think, I think today it's so easy to run into an error message or run into a problem and just go out to a search engine and search for that error message and just try things that other people are, are putting out there without really thinking about the problem. It's such a great learning experience to encounter some obstacle and then try to figure out how to get around that obstacle yourself and instead of going to the search engine as the first thing yes yeah I totally agree yes <laughs> can you tell us maybe the story of your worst it career moment and what you learned from that experience well, I think in terms of career, the worst thing that ever happened to me was I left that job that I was just talking about where I was a solo software developer and had sort of the entire uh, office to myself. I could do anything that I wanted. This was 1998 during the first internet bubble, yep. the dot-com bubble, and I decided I really need to go work to work for one of these internet startups. And I found one in my area on the East Coast of the United States, went to work for them. And the reason I say it became, it, it was the best experience and the worst experience. <laughs> I got to work with an incredibly talented group of engineers. I found out what it was like to work with a great team. Um, but the bad part was, was we, we were very successful technically, but we failed as a company and went bankrupt. I, I was in a position where I saw people getting laid off and eventually myself and an entire company closed down. It's not something that I envisioned could ever happen. Yeah. So that was kind of a, a low point. Sure. Any any particular learnings from that experience? Well, I think it's worthwhile to go out and take those chances. Uh, it, it could have um, turned out a lot better. In retrospect, it was actually one of the best things that ever happened to me because a, a number of things fell out of that. First, The first thing was I realized that companies don't exist forever. <laughs> yes. And because of that, it's it is good these days to create some sort of brand or something that you can do publicly to differentiate yourself from other developers who are also seeking jobs in this job market, which, you know, developers are very much in demand. So right now times are good and it, I think relatively easy to find a job as a developer, but it really gave me a, a push forward to try to do something outside of the nine to five workday where I could demonstrate my capabilities as a software developer through um, speaking or through magazine articles or books. Sure. I think a lot of um, what you say about making sure you can differentiate yourself to what other people are doing is is absolutely um, vital these days. I think as people progress their career, there's almost going to be an expectation that you have those extra strings to your bow. Yes. 
Um, the second thing I would say that came out of that that was really beneficial to me is here I was working for this company, and at one point I think we had 200 software developers and testers in that company, and I formed a lot of great relationships with other people on my team and inside the company. And when it went bankrupt, all of a sudden I had 200 peers who were out there in my area getting different jobs, and when I switched over to become more of an independent consultant, I already had a network of contacts that ranged from CTOs and chief architects to other developers and testers, and they're you know all throughout my area now. Yeah. C- can you take us to your career highlight or greatest success and tell us about that? Well, c- certainly in my career, I've I've had a number of I've been very fortunate. I've had a number of successes. Uh, certainly, I would list Plural Site as a success because it's brought along a lot of recognition to myself. It's been very rewarding both as a person because I get a lot of feedback from individuals who've taken my courses and enjoyed them. It's been uh, uh, financially rewarding. It's, it's been wonderful. I guess in terms of actual software development, um, there was a period back in 2008 where I implemented a particularly complex system in such a way that I, I still think about it today as as like the, the best solution I've ever come up with for a particular application. Is that, is that because of the, the solution or the benefit that it provided? It was a combination. Um, it, was, it was a particularly difficult solution to come up with. It's something I worked on over a period of, of six months, just coming up with different approaches and different prototypes, trying to find a way to solve this problem efficiently. So it was very rewarding to actually get to an answer that worked. Um, And it was also enjoyable because this particular set of algorithms and this piece of code is used inside of software still today as a way to measure the effectiveness of the healthcare provided by a hospital. Right, yeah, well, that must be a great benefit, definitely. Yeah, I'd like to think it helps Indeed, improve yeah. in a small way the, the healthcare, at least inside the United States. Um, so what excites you about the future of the IT industry and careers in IT? There's a number of exciting things today. I think um, the, the cloud right now has been a lot of my focus over the past year, just because I think that's the place where there's a lot of innovation, there's a lot of potential, uh, particularly in the cloud, if you look at serverless computing and the idea of integrating things like artificial intelligence and machine learning and just having this enormous potential, uh, enormous capability to store data and to perform computations on that data. I think that's still an area that's going to accelerate over the next five to 10 years. And we're going to be developing systems that were just unthinkable today or five years ago. Yeah. Are there any specific trends that you see um, that you feel are going to be possibly the next big thing? Well, I, I do think serverless computing to me is quite fascinating. There, you know, there's a number of hot topics in the cloud right now. There's there's containers, there's AI, there's chatbots and all of this. But I really think to take a step back, something that's going to be more generally applicable across a, a wider range of the software industry is going to be serverless computing. And part of the reason I say that is because working for that internet startup in 1998, I know how hard our entire team worked to try to come up with scalable solutions and doing these constant load tests and figuring out performance optimizations that we could make. And I think we're getting to that point 
with cloud providers where we're going to be able to say, here's our application package, here's our schema, take this, and now it's your responsibility to scale this for me. I don't have to do much more work. You just process all the requests that are coming in and send me a bill at the end of the month. Okay. We're going to go into the reveal round now. Are you ready for this? Absolutely. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? Well, I think I was fortunate. My parents brought home a Texas Instruments 994A, one of the first personal computers that you could buy back then in a department store. And... Said it, you know, gave it to me. I don't remember if it, it wasn't even a birthday or Christmas or anything like that. I think there was just a sale at the department store. They brought this thing home. Um, of course, the first thing I tried to do with it was play a game, but I, I, you know, I was completely fascinated by this thing. And at the time, there was computer stores at the shopping malls, and you could go into these stores and you could buy magazines that had programs, computer source code listed in them. And I would take this home and type it. And then I just became more and more interested in figuring out, okay, what am I actually typing and how can I get it to behave different? And it just kind of spiraled from there because I was, I was fascinated by this idea of writing programs and forcing your computer to do things, whether it's display a graphic or play music. I would do all sorts of crazy things back then. What is the best career advice you've ever received? I think the best career advice was to put yourself into a company or a team that has a lot of positive energy. So you want to be involved with a team that is always positive. You know, they're not complaining all the time about different situations. They're always finding a positive spin and they're always uh, smart and challenging you, challenging your ideas and teaching you new things. If you were to begin your IT career again right now, what would you do? Oh, that's interesting. I think, I think I would, again, I would try to start small. To me, the, the, the smaller companies are always a little more interesting because you always have to be more effective. It always is more gratifying to feel in a smaller company that your contribution is making a difference. And I think that can be very rewarding. What career objectives are you focusing on right now? Hmm. Well, um, I'm a bit late in my career at this point, (laughs) (laughs) but I would say I'm still focused on finding interesting software projects and uh, writing code and also uh, through Pluralsight teaching others the benefit of my experience and showing them how to, to write code and write good quality software. What's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? It's definitely been communication. So whether that's written communication or the ability to speak clearly um, and just the ability to have empathy for the person that you're trying to communicate with. So getting your ideas across is vital in, in the software industry. You have to be able to interact with other people. You have to be able to explain yourself, explain your solutions, and you have to be able to sometimes persuade other people to see your point of view. And I think that is by far the number one thing. Scott, can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT career energizer audience? The, the software industry is so wide and vast at this point that if you are at all interested in software, if you enjoy it, you're going to be able to find a position somewhere 
in one of these niches that is something you're passionate about. And I've always felt that the best development jobs are the jobs where not only do you enjoy the day-to-day activities of coding and writing debugging and writing software, but you also enjoy the business itself. So, you know, if you are into, let's say, I don't know, let's just say you're into sports as a hobby, you know, there wouldn't, wouldn't your dream job be uh, writing code for a sports broadcasting network or uh, someone who does statistics for sports teams or sports gambling, who knows, something like that. And finally, what's the best way we can find out more about you and potentially connect with you? Well, I have a blog at odecode.com, and I also have a Twitter account at odecode, and that would typically be the best two ways to find out what I've been doing lately and what I have coming up and, and to be able to interact with me. Scott, thank you so much for joining me on the IT Career Energizer podcast today. It's been great talking with you. Sure. Thank you. My thanks to Scott for being such a great guest on this week's show. You can find full show notes on the website at itcareerenergizer.com slash e38. In next week's episode, I'll be talking with Brian P. Hogan, a web developer, editor, author, and coach. If you haven't done so already, please remember to subscribe to the podcast to get future episodes automatically downloaded to your device. And remember, if you're not growing your career, you're slowing your career. Thanks for listening and have a great week. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.